This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I'm super excited to stir the cauldron with Abigail Moss. She's a shamanic healer and creator of the Medicine Within Method, a certification program which teaches lightworkers how to become healers using a proven framework to rapidly heal the mind, body, and spirit. There's some real gold in that. I can't wait to excavate that. Abigail is obsessed with creating the most direct path to personal healing and liberation that is approachable, repeatable, and gentle. Having spent nearly a decade training and practicing in shamanic Chinese medicine, medical Qigong therapy, which I didn't even know was a thing. That's super cool. Yoga. Vipassana. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> Meditation. <laughs> hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming. She has distilled her experience into a method which blends ancient soul healing with current breakthroughs in trauma-informed therapy. That's relevant to literally every soul on the planet, sister. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Welcome. Oh my God. Thank you for having me, Jamie. It's just, I'm so excited to be here. So you have a really interesting background. What, what started you on this path? Yeah. So really it was all about, I needed to heal myself. I got super disillusioned. I went through this period of watching Netflix documentaries and then you watch one and then Netflix is like, I think you'd like this because you just watched this other really heart-wrenching documentary about animal agriculture or how the, we're destroying the planet or what's happening to different cultures around the world. So let's keep going down this dark pit. <laughs> so, um, and I, I did that because I was ready, I suppose. And so I just, I went, got to this point of seeing so much pain in the world and feeling it inside of me and not knowing what to do with it or how to help and so that got me onto this journey of seeking plant medicines um, which then awoke me to training and all these healing modalities because I just wanted to feel okay in myself and I number one and then I also just had this calling to keep going like I'm supposed to do something I'm supposed to help I don't know how yet but I'm not going to stop until I find it hmm I love that you listened to the calling because that's the first step, like recognizing, oh, there's more here. And I'm so proud of you for taking action because there's a lot of fear around taking that action. So awesome. Thank you. And yeah, I definitely had fear 100%, but it felt like not listening to it just felt like letting a part of myself die that I don't think I'd be able to cope with. And I just needed that to keep that alive and I needed to keep going. And so even though I was afraid and I spent a couple of years um, 
like not like having trained in all of this stuff, but not sharing it because I was afraid of being too woo or, you know, like, like well, I'm going to call myself a shaman. Like, well, how's that going to land with people? I'm this white girl from Canada. So, <laughs> um, so it definitely was a lot of fear, but that was part of the journey. And then integrating that into my own healing. It's now something that I help a lot of other people through because so many lightworkers, so many healers go through that. And so many have been, you know, persecuted in other lifetimes and Right. And feel scary even today. Well, and, and I appreciate that you acknowledge that there may be a disconnect between people's perception of a shaman and being a white girl from Canada. But the energy of it is what you embody. Yeah. And I, I, I looked at like other different things I could call myself, you know, I could call myself a coach, I call myself a hypnotherapist, but at the end of the day, it's the core, it feels like the core of my being. It's how I engage with life. Like I have one foot in the world of matter and one foot in the world of spirit. And that's what the shaman does is we bridge these worlds. And I just didn't find any other word to describe it. And I don't follow any particular lineage. I was trained in shamanic Chinese medicine. So elements of Taoism, but a lot of it is just collected and guided by spirit and my spirit guides. And once I got to the point of, I'm just going to call myself what resonates is true. And at the end of the day, it's the transformation that I help people access. And the more that I own who I feel I am, and I'm not scared to say that, the more I find those people who are looking for that and not looking to, you know, throw rocks. And if they do, whatever, that's, I'm not for them. Right. Yeah, and I think that's one of the hardest lessons for a lot of people when they embark on this journey of identifying their authentic self. So you don't have to convince all those people out there. Like, your people are out there. Forget everyone else. Exactly. And for me, a lot of the people in family and friends, not all of them, but a lot of them are not my clients. Like, they're I'm too much for them. And so I was gauging the whole world through this immediate circle of people in Canada and it wasn't accurate. And once I started speaking on these amazing podcasts and finding like my global community, I realized, oh, people actually want what I have to share. And it's actually exciting. And they're also looking for a place where they can express this part of them. And it's like all those things that I felt were too much for people ended up being the gifts that really made the biggest impact for those who needed it. I love that. Like the, the idea of too much. Mm. I definitely fall into that category. And even my husband will be like, you're too much. And that <laughs> honestly, it triggers me because I'm like, who are you to say I'm too much? <laughs> so clearly I have a little work to do around that, but <laughs> You're just the right amount. And I love like your podcast is witches, bitches, and dead people. It's like, that. what a great filter. Like if you're not into this, you're going to run a mile away. And that's great. But if you're into this, it's going to be like a moth to a flame. Like, oh my God, finally, this unfiltered thing I've been looking for. And I feel like that's just such a refreshing, direct way to be, to not have to filter that part of you that's just like so entwined with your essence. Yeah. And I love giving people the opportunity to share 
that truth of who they are with the world because there are a lot of spaces that people feel like they have to hide and this isn't one of them (laughs) yeah exactly and just having a place where you don't have to hide it's like a place where you can practice being yourself and discovering who you are and then eventually you can take that to other places but like we need a place to start so that's so powerful yeah so tell me a little more about what Chinese shamanic medicine is because I've I don't have any awareness of the of the details or characteristics of it yeah so it's based on uh, Taoism and a lot of what we were learning were these very ancient ancient practices that the Wu shamans performed in China um, way back in the day as well as kind of some modern things that my teacher Wendy Lang incorporated And then I've kind of melded it to my own thing now. But a lot of it was working with elements of traditional Chinese medicine. So energetic healing, kind of like you would with acupuncture with meridians and points, but doing it with energy. And then we also brought in the layer of, all right, are there entities or demons here that need to be cleared? Um, What's going on in the beliefs? Was this, is this really rooted in a past life trauma? Let's shift that. So it was really a holistic approach to bringing in this connection with spirit, with Mother Earth, and working a lot in that realm of spirit. But the the Chinese medicine aspect really helped to ground it in a really kind of scientific way as well. So it was a really nice balance, actually. That is because I I mean a lot of people have a, an abiding respect for science. Um, in some respect, I'm kind of of the opinion that it's been placed on a little bit of a pedestal that <laughs> you know maybe it doesn't deserve, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, so I love the integration because that serves people's need for more concrete answers, but also honors the energetic capacity and the peace that isn't seen. That's really powerful. Yeah. And as a practitioner, it's really powerful too, because we're doing the shamanic work, but beforehand we're always doing Qigong, which is like Chinese energy healing, kind of self-healing with movement. And so I feel like when you open up to these big spiritual worlds, it can be, can kind of sweep you off your feet (laughs) if you're not grounded. So Qigong really gets us into the body opens up blockages, anchors you into your your core, your body into the earth so that you have a strong foundation when you do open up to these really powerful worlds. So I don't know that I have an answer to this, but what are the key distinctions between something like Qigong and yoga? Yeah, so yoga would be... um, comes from an Indian root. Um, Qigong would be Chinese. And then yoga tends to be a little more physical. Qigong is more movement and breath, really working with the energetic body. So they're similar, but a little bit different. Um, I think they're both great. I use both in my life for different reasons. But Qigong can be really good for someone who Um, of any age, any ability. And it's really about bringing energy back into the body. So if you're ill, it can be very therapeutic. And Qigong seems to be more accessible um, 
like for people who might have an illness or some other type of impairment because even for me sometimes I'm like do you see how that girl is all tied up in a pretzel and yoga I'm like you think I'm gonna do that like I'm a chubby middle-aged woman that (laughs) is gonna have a hard time getting up off the floor after that (laughs) yeah it can definitely be intimidating um and I went through like chronic illness not that long ago I was healing my body and I had like chronic fatigue and could barely do anything. The only kind of yoga I could do was yin, which is like my friend calls it the sleepy time. <laughs> it's all lying down and these slow, long poses where you're just like really releasing tension from your body. And for me, I was crying the whole time, <laughs> but, um, but she got that? You were releasing. Exactly. And that it was my therapy. Um, and then Qigong, it can be modified. You can even just like do it in your mind. If there's a woman who she couldn't move her body, she could just lie in bed. That's all she could do. So she would just move through the postures of the Qigong postures in her mind. And then she was working through energy on the spiritual level. And then eventually, cause she could move her body with it, but it helped to bring energy into her. So it can start at a very, very gentle way where meeting you wherever you're at. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the the V word that I couldn't say, can you explain that to us? Vipassana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's all about, the, I remember reading the website and it says, Vipassana is the end of suffering. I'm like, oh, I'm suffering. That looks good to me. So Sign me up. Um, so it's, a lo- it's essentially the form of meditation that Siddhartha Buddha created way back in the day, kind of passed down. And uh, you go and it's it's free. It's based on donation. They have centers all over the world. And it's 10 days of silence and meditating and listening or feeling sensations in your body. Um, a guy named Goenka created these recordings. He used to do all of these trainings. And, and now they're recordings we watch because he's passed on where he has, teaches different lessons each day. And they feed you. They give you a place to sleep. And it, really, it's a place where you go and you just sit with yourself. So at first, remember when I first got there, and they're always like, you you have to commit to stay the whole time. So there's no phone, no journaling, no distractions, just you and yourself meditating. And when I first got there, I was lying in bed and my mind was just reeling. And I thought, what have I done? Oh my God, this was a huge mistake. It was a huge mistake. What have I done? There's nothing I can do. I'm just stuck here. And then I would meditate for a while. And it was, I think by day three, when all of the emotions started coming up, just like, crying and bawling and crying and the teachers were just like that's great just do it let yourself feel it it's coming out and I'm like oh my god okay (laughs) but um but it was great and it really taught me how to meditate and how to sit with myself and be with my breath so I feel like no matter what I'm going through in life I always have this anchor that I can come back to in my body and my breath and it served me in a lot of different ways so that seems really daunting (laughs) to commit for 10 days like I don't know I mean obviously I breathe and eat for 10 consecutive days but like there's not a lot I do for 10 consecutive days so that's really amazing that you accomplished that well it's I don't think I would just do that at home (laughs) (laughs) It's really the beautiful sort of offer they provide where you can come and you just do that. And it was, yeah, it was a really great opportunity to be able to have that time in that part of my life to do that. And it's something that 
I, at the end of the day, I know I can always just sit and meditate and it's going to be healing on every level. And um, it is, it is one of the hardest things they've ever done. I'm not going to lie, but that is hard to work through all the layers of mind and blocks and feelings and all those things, but it was definitely worth it. So do you use some of those principles when you work with clients? I do. Yeah. A lot of it is really about bringing people into their own power. So my aim is to kind of guide them back to these parts of themselves, because I believe that they have all the answers inside of them. And that's what we've found in the work that I've done with people and my students. And so it's really teaching them how to come back to themselves with their breath, with their body, with their movement, with their mind, um, and teaching them that they're a lot more powerful than they probably gave themselves credit for Mm. getting really intention intentional with that power that they have. Yeah. I'd say that is so accurate. Like we've been programmed and ingrained to not identify or exploit our power just to, you know, like blend in for a bunch of reasons, you know, like we didn't want to get killed in this lifetime for standing (laughs) out. Like we might've a bunch of other times. Um, But there's also a social level of control that is really only relevant if we're not willing to accept our power because people have such a huge capacity. I love that you're guiding people to find that. Yeah, it is huge. And I think there's even some people that are scared of their own power. Like, oh, what did I do with it in a previous lifetime? Maybe I shouldn't even touch it now. (laughs) Well, it's kind of the whole, like, you're too much. Yeah. (laughs) Same energy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like a combination of coming back to your own power and learning to trust yourself and learning to let go of the reasons why you stopped trusting yourself whenever that happened. It's really, it's a journey. It's like an awakening journey. It's a rite of passage journey. It's like a coming home to who you like your true nature and I think our nature without all the stuff that we collect here on the earth plane is just beautiful and divine and pure and free and unique to each of us that's the beauty of it yeah we sure do collect a bunch of shit on this earth plane <laughs> yeah some by intention some by just by being here Yeah, I think that's kind of part of the ride. It's like, well, things are, it is like the wild west on that planet, but it is beautiful and it's raw and it's, I'm going to go try it. And then we get here and it's like, oh my God, this is way harder than I thought it would be. This must have been a mistake. Did someone trick me into coming here? Right. (laughs) Or we're like, oh, we heard about all those crazy emotions that you get to experience and like Mm -hmm. interpersonal connections. Let's go check it out. Yeah, I want to try it all. Have you heard of torture? No, I don't know. Let's go see what that's about. So tell us about some of the things that people can find or that you offer so they can learn some more about what you do. Yeah, so I uh, certify people in my healing method and they learn how to work with the mind, body, spirit on all the levels. And it's really a place where they can come and heal themselves. Whether or not they want to be a healer, it's a really powerful community where they learn these techniques and they get to practice them and have them practiced on them. Um, but a lot of people do end up sharing their gifts afterwards. So that's uh, my medicine within coach training. 
And then I have kind of a membership where you can come and just dip your toe in and just start doing your own personal healing as well. So that's most of, mostly how I work with people. Awesome. Um, I tend to feel like a lot of people who are on the path to becoming a healer are in a process of remembering. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's all of it. And everyone I've worked with, they've been healers for multiple lifetimes. It's just remembering they have this medicine inside of them and giving themselves permission to acknowledge it and the courage to share it. Yeah. It's like, like you see little kids, they're so, they're still so open to the magic of energy in the world. And like my, my friend's granddaughter was holding their kitten and like kind of squeezing it probably a little harder than she should have been. And my friend was like, what are you doing? And she said, I'm giving the kitten, all, I'm giving the kitten my magic or, or something like that. Wow. But the kitten had been sick. It had thrown up and, and she was healing it in her mind. Like, that's just what you did. Adults wow. are so closed off to that. Oh, that's so, what a special, beautiful being she is. Oh, and she is a, a handful of magic. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, we come into this world with such a strong connection to the veil and it's all these beliefs we get imprinted with as we get older of what's real and what's not, of what you can do and what you can't. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's, just, it's just remembering of what we had when we first even came into this world. Yeah. yeah. And what we still continue to have access to as soon as we have faith and trust that we do. Exactly. Like so much of it is remembering and having the confidence and the faith that you have the ability to do this and like kind of getting out of your own way. It's like when I do energy work, I let my hands just move and spirit guides me in and I'm just kind of watching, oh, this is interesting, but I don't actively think about it. I just know how to do it. <laughs> Yeah, you're the you're like you're the conduit. The channel flows through you, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you also have a meditation for our listeners to access if they want to experience a little more of your magic, right? Yeah. Uh, so at fullyenough.com, you can go and download that for free, and it's something that I found one of the biggest pieces for me and pretty much everyone I work with is knowing that you're good enough, that you're worthy as you are, whether that be in your life, whether that be as a healer. You know, for me, I spent like years not sharing my gifts because I didn't feel worthy of doing that. And so I feel like it's kind of an epidemic around the world. So you can download that and it's a hypnosis recording. It's 20 minutes. You can listen to it before you go to sleep at night. You can listen to it any time of day. And if you listen to it again and again, it's going to really rewire the, those thoughts and help you drop into that truth inside of you. I have one person who um, she's like, yeah, listen to it for three weeks. And I just kept listening to it. I've listened to it once every day. <laughs> like, That's great. Like it's just going to keep reminding you of re rebuilding and re-strengthening that truth inside of you. Can you listen to it while you're going to bed at night? It, like, is it, does it hurt if you fall asleep? Yeah, it's a great way to fall asleep at night. And if you do fall asleep, a lot of people kind of just get knocked out, even in the daytime. And that just means they need to hear it on an unconscious level. So it's still doing everything it needs to do. So don't feel like you need to like be awake and pay attention because it might be really hard to stay awake because your mind is just really trying to bring it into the subconscious and really knock your conscious mind out. Awesome. 
Um, you mentioned that even from a young age, you were kind of stuffing your gifts down. What kind of experiences did you have when you were younger that led you to believe there might be something there? I think for me, it was like a knowing, like I had this knowing, like, I feel like we're being like really like seven. Like, I feel like the most important thing is taking care of the planet and we're doing all this other stuff. Um, and I feel like when it came to my own gifts, it was just like this connectedness and this beingness, like this presence. And I think I'm still remembering that as an adult. I did have one. Um, I, I did like a regression, like inner child healing meditation. And I was brought back to this part of this time. I don't remember consciously as a child. And I was just sitting in this nature spot and felt like light everywhere. And she was teaching me, my inner child. She said, look at the magic, like feel it, feel the presence of it, the sacredness of it. Mm. And it was just, I could, it was just so, just a strong, intense feeling. And I thought, wow, it's that sense of wonder and sacredness that I had forgotten as my ego and puberty and everything <laughs> took over. I love that. What a wise little girl you have. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. Sometimes I heal her and sometimes she heals me. And we're, we have a much better relationship these days. <laughs> well, I think that that's a process for most people. Like, I don't really know anyone, my own kids included, that got out of childhood without at least a little trauma. Yeah, that's like the earth plane. I think we come in here with all our past life stuff. And it's just, I think normalizing that as much as we can, like, it's okay to have gone through stuff. We all do. And I appreciate that you brought that up. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people, like, when I do readings, I'm like, I don't remember any of your stuff. I got plenty of my own baggage. I don't need yours. So, like, it is part of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And it's part of that growth. And I know something my teacher had mentioned of, like, with family, I just want to take away their pain and make them all happy and good. But it's like, no, but that's their path. Like no one would want you to take their stuff because that's part of their learning. That's part of their soul's evolution that they chose coming here. That is the, I just had that conversation with one of my students today about how as a, as a human mom, you want to fix everything and make your kid's path as easy as possible, but that's really a disservice to them. And it's a challenge to remind yourself of that, especially when you are standing back watching your kids do shit. You're like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? And then you realize, oh, you're a teenage boy. You are not thinking. Like, Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't have human children. I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I feel like I have like a, my parent is like a kid in some ways and I just want her to be OK and like function and, be, you know, be OK. Um, but I can't make her do anything and I can't impose my will on her. And so it's like, that's my lesson of why do I need her to be okay? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a good source of introspection. Like My one kid is a great mirror for me. He's, he and I have had a lot of trauma in past lives and in this lifetime, I had a death door opportunity when I had him and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're cleaning some of this shit up this time. We are not carrying this forward. Good for you. I love healing that ancestral past life, multi-life stuff. That's so powerful. 
<laughs> it is. And it's, it's really cool to do it with someone who is open too. he's super open. Like my other son, he's just like, mom, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He's not there. That's yeah, right. I take it. It is what it is. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm my, I've been with my husband for multiple lifetimes and I'm, I can be a lot for him. <laughs> he can be a little more like you're being weird, but I remember lifetimes with him. And so when I see those patterns come up too, it's like, all right, let's deal with this. And it's interesting to have that awareness in this life, certain like family members and relationships where it's like, oh, we're reconciling stuff from a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to see, and it's really powerful to experience that. It is. I I know as I like a lot of the past life stuff that I've healed with myself and with others. There's like this sense of potency and vividness, where it's almost like all the timelines melt, and there's just like this intensity of presence and being that that shifts everything. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming and sharing your wisdom and spending some time with us. We'll see you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 